Hello and welcome to Filling the Sink, a podcast from Catalan News. My name's Lorcan Doherty and today we're talking about the spiralling cost of electricity. With energy bills skyrocketing to record-breaking highs in recent months, on today's podcast we're taking a look at the electricity market in Catalonia. We'll hear from Ana Garcia from the Economists Association of Catalonia on the reasons behind the price hikes and how long we can expect them to continue. We'll also be speaking to Maria Campuzano from the Alliance Against Energy Poverty and Mark from Beek, who is struggling to make ends meet. I'm joined on today's episode of Filling the Sink, episode 50, by the way, by Christina Tomas-White and Guifrey Jordan. Good to see you both. Bon dia. Yeah. Congrats for making it to 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations all around. It's incredible round. that you survived this 50 episodes. We're still good. going. We're still going. <laughs> That's good. Here's to the next 50. Guifrey, let's start with the actual wholesale price of electricity itself. The increases over the last months have been astronomical haven't yeah, it yeah it's been it's been nuts i mean just to give you a couple of uh, figures in 2020 the maximum monthly average of the megawatt hour for wholesale price was 40 euro this rose to 60 in january this year amid this philomena storm and there was widespread complaint because it was the time of the year when you need more energy mm-hmm. it's like snowing everywhere and so on and that was 60 euro then it, it went down a little bit to, to 30, 40. In April, May, it got to 65. And then it skyrocketed in the last three, four months. Now, for instance, the average in September was 156 euro so, per megawatt hours. I mean, completely different to what we've seen before. Record breaking. Yeah, it's like four times what we had in 2020, four times. And, and yeah, and even in October, I mean... We are not done with October yet, but the average in October might be even higher than in September. The The all-time high, uh, the latest all-time high was 288 euro per megawatt hour on October the 6th. And that was the 19th all-time high that we've registered since uh, July this year. So the, the, the record was set in 2012. Then it was like an, at 103 euro. And then this summer and autumn... We've uh, had to suffer this 19 all-time highs almost in a row. So, I mean, yeah, I know. How many? How many times do we have to rephrase headlines? Correct. About- 19 <laughs> times. I mean, we've done 19 <laughs> headlines. Record-breaking. Yeah. Wholesale electricity yeah, prices. Highest ever. Say. Record-breaking. But All-time we've run high. Out. But we've run out I of, of, of headlines, this. you know. No creativity yeah. anymore. I mean, yeah. incredible. No, it's incredible, yeah. And uh, I suppose the question everyone's asking is why? Like, what's, what's behind it? And, uh, well, to find out... Christina, this week you spoke to Anna Garcia from the Economist Association of Catalonia. Yeah, she's actually the president of the Committee for the Economy and Sustainability there. And we talked about the reasons why prices are going up, such as CO2 emissions fees, and also what we can expect this winter. Okay, let's take a listen. Anna Garcia. The increasing trend of the electricity prices is happening as well across Europe, okay? and that is produced by the emission rate of CO2 in the European market has increased considerable in the last year, has doubled up to 60 euros uh, per ton of CO2. On the other hand, we have as well a high prices in the natural gas market, in the international markets, okay? And that is, the price has been tripled up to 64 megawatt per hour, okay? All those combinations 
on high prices of natural gas and emission rights has an impact on the tariff that we are paying, that the consumer are paying. What is clear is that we are in an energy market volatility, really high volatility. Unfortunately, the high prices that we have, uh, we are suffering. The forecast is that they will continue high. Okay, so we can expect high prices until at least until January 2022, March 22. But the consequence is because of the high prices of the natural gas and because of the shortage reserve. It must be understood because it's confused, right? Why we have now these shorter reserves? There are a lot of reasons for that. There are geopolitical reasons, market uh, reasons, and so on. But as well, since that uh, we started the normal economy activity, okay, the, uh, the demand has increased considerable. And then the, the reserves, they were low, and it has been a consequence of a lot of geopolitical situation in the market. It's quite worried because at the end, it will have an economical effect, okay? Because on the businesses, on the consumer, at the end, the industry, the consumer, we are going to suffer these high prices. Anna Garcia from the Economists Association of Catalonia. So the high prices are here to stay, it looks like. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how these prices are set. We've said we've seen re- 19 records this year, but you know the, the price changes every day. Tell us a little bit about how this model works, Christina. So essentially, um, I mean, it might be a bit confusing because in Spanish and Catalan, we hear, hear the word subasta a lot, which literally translates um, into English as uh, auction. But um, in English, it's known as the marginal pricing system whereby the producers of energy sell to their distributors. So like the wholesale, it's the wholesale electricity market and then retailers buy it to deliver it to their clients. And so um, within this market, you have different sources of energy, um, starting with renewables, which is the cheapest. Mm -hmm. And then I guess you'd have coal, nuclear and... um, combined cycle plants, which rely on gas. And because we don't have enough renewable energy at the moment, and also because gas prices have increased because we don't have as much natural gas, um, it brings the price of electricity up considerably. Um, And also, um, you need to keep in mind that even though they're different um, energy sources, the client pays the same regardless of um, where it comes from. Comes no, from. Yeah, and they always so, pay the highest price. And they always pay That's the highest important. price. So yeah. even, even if your company uh, says that they are providing 100% renewable energy, the price you are paying is not the price for of, that, for, for that yeah. actually. You are paying... Uh, whatever the gas prices or coal or whatever yeah, the, high, the yeah. last one that... Exactly. So essentially, exactly. if we had more renewable energy... In total, it would be better for anyone others, we, yeah. because we wouldn't need the other sources. Exactly. Too. Okay, yeah. So just to recap, because it is complicated, let's see if I've got this right. So every day, the distributors start off by buying energy from solar power suppliers, from wind power suppliers, renewable uh-huh, suppliers. Uh-huh. And there's not enough electricity there to supply everyone, so they need to buy more. So they move on to nuclear, they move on to coal, they move on to gas. The price gets higher right, and higher right. because... 
because it's more expensive to sell right. the yeah. The, the, you also have the emissions fuels. fees, yeah. Emission CO2 fees, exactly. Emission fees. Um, so at the end of the day, the what happens in reality is normally the price of gas sets the uh-huh. price for the wholesale market for the for that day. Yeah, and I mean, there's a uh, high demand for gas, but we do not have enough gas. I read somewhere that there's like 20% less gas, um, fewer gas reserves in Europe in 2021 than in 2019. Mm-hmm. And one problem now is like um, one of the main providers of gas to Europe is Russia, and Europe is saying Russia sh- should supply more because now we need more, but Russia is supplying what's agreed, nothing more. And Europe is complaining about that, but Russia yeah. saying, well, you have gas thanks to our goodwill. So, well, there's some geopolitical tension mm-hmm. there. Yeah, We're and there are also, also some people saying that they are maybe deliberately withholding reserves too. It's yeah, that's murky, controversial mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. territory. So basically, touring. this price is set every day. That's important. Every day of the year, there's like this price. But it's also important to say that this doesn't affect everyone mm-hmm. because uh, in Spain there are two kinds of contracts. Two tariffs. Yeah. Two tariffs. Two generally. Uh, exactly. And that is the, the free market and the regulated market. Yeah, no, and the names are a bit confusing actually because, you know, when you think free market, you'd think that this is the market that is more volatile, but it's called free because it's privatized. And so companies have been able to establish their own contracts and agreements with their clients based on whatever tariff they they feel like, I guess, essentially, whereas the regulated market is the one that's regulated according to this marginalist pricing system. Yeah. And again, our listeners and readers in Catalonia will have seen there was, you know, big news at the start of June with the introduction of new peak times and off peak times and stuff, but that doesn't affect everyone. That's that affects those that are on the reg in the regulated mm-hmm, market. Mm-hmm. And if you check your bill, this it, it says whether you are in the regulated market or in the free market. Yeah, yeah. No, if you look on your bill and see that your contract is a PVPC, you are in the regulated market. Okay, and that means that you have to put the dishwasher on at six o'clock in the morning or a Sunday afternoon, yeah, so you don't yeah. spend too much money, basically. Exactly, right? basically, and you have to check every day the different price set by by, uh, producers. It literally changes every day. And if you do have one of these free market contracts, I think the best thing to do, because there's a bit of variation there, the best thing to do is to check with your supplier. But it should be said that even if you're not seeing the immediate increase, I mean, the wholesale prices are going up. So whenever it comes to renew that contract, then, you know, the price will likely rise at that point. And speaking of rising prices and electricity bills, uh, now we've got a report on energy poverty from Christina. I recently spoke with Mark, a man in his early 30s who has fibromyalgia and who lives in the central Catalan city of Beek. He lost his job two years ago, and for a while he was able to get by on benefits, but when those dried up, he had to make a stark choice to either pay his bills or to fill his fridge. Mark chose food. 
Then, after months of menacing phone calls, he got a letter from his utility company, Naturgy, threatening to take him to court for the 3,479 and 22 cents that he owed. This prompted Mark to get involved in the Alianza contra la Pureza Energetica, a grassroots group that advocates for the 10% of the population affected by energy poverty in the form of piles of debt, having their utilities turned off, or keeping their use to a minimum to avoid spending too much. They told Mark not to worry about the letter, that it was just an empty threat. The group has also had some significant victories, their spokesperson Maria Campuzano told me. One thing that does set Catalonia apart from other parts of Spain and Europe is a law passed by the Catalan Parliament in 2015, thanks to a citizens' initiative, that forces utility companies to get in touch with social services. If the people in question are considered vulnerable, water, gas and electricity cannot be switched off, something they recently estimated has benefited some 200,000 households in Catalonia. But the law does have some blind spots, notably in terms of debt. Although it states that the Catalan government must reach agreements with companies to take on this debt, over five years later, it has only reached a deal with one, Indesa, which should benefit some 35,000 households. People like Mark, who have contracts with Naturgy and other companies, however, will have to wait for now. As far as Spain-wide measures go, there has been a so-called bono social, or a social voucher for the past few years that is essentially either a 25% or a 40% discount on electricity bills for vulnerable people with contracts in the regulated market. Last year, this was also extended to people who lost their jobs or who were furloughed due to COVID. And they also have a few more months to pay back their debt. In addition to this, the Spanish government has temporarily lowered the VAT and tax on electricity in an attempt to tackle the issue of rising costs. But this problem isn't going away anytime soon, and we can expect high prices for the next few months, through the winter at least. Maria says the situation is confusing. Utility companies advertise other low-rate contracts on the so-called free market, but when vulnerable people switch over to them, they can then no longer benefit from the social voucher and end up paying more than they did to begin with. And Mark says the effects of rising costs are not only financial. There are people who are constantly scared of turning on the light or who worry about having heaters on for too long, for example. This, he says, will only get worse if the trend continues and will end up taking a mental and physical toll on those in need. Our thanks to Mark and Maria from the Alliance Against Energy Poverty. So what is being done, Gifre? Christina mentioned a few measures that are being put in place by the Spanish and Catalan governments. Uh, what about on an EU level? 
Yeah, actually, I was reading this week about some information from the Portuguese news agency Lusa saying, uh, reporting that only six out of the 27 EU countries have already taken measures um, to, to, to fight this rising costs with nine more um, wanting to do it soon too. For instance, uh, we've already talked about Spain. Um, as for France, for instance, they are they're going to pay one of vouchers to vulnerable people of 100 euro to help them face this this bill. They want increased tariffs on electricity as planned. And talking about other countries, for instance, Greece is um, giving subsidies for 70% of population and some one-off payments also to the most vulnerable uh, people. Portugal are doing uh, similar measures to like um, trying to put 815 million euro of, of, of public money to help people weather this this situation. Yeah, and some others are considering it. Uh, there's a key meeting at the EU level this this week, actually, and they might decide on on something else. Yeah. For the time being, the EU has just recommended things such as what we've mentioned, like yeah. some some emergency income support to, to households, state aid for companies, targeted tax reductions, stuff like this. Tax so, breaks. They've basically defended the fact that, well, this system that we've got in place has worked for 30 years. Okay, it's undeniable that prices are rising, but they basically say that it's a temporary thing that come next spring that it'll come down again so that the whole system doesn't need to be completely overhauled exactly exactly so that's 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 what they say that maybe some tweaks have to be uh done but but in the mid long run what they are thinking is on focusing on renewable energy invest more on renewable energy in the long run they think that's the that's the solution and also interestingly they are considering buying jointly gas you know something that doesn't happen uh like what well, what they did with vaccines with covid vaccines they're considering doing this let's see if they do it Pro- their problem sometimes is like they are a bit slow in taking decisions in making decisions so so we'll see they also say that they might try to develop some energy storage new capacity or something so that whenever we don't need much energy we can save some for winter or or whatever and this is not fully developed but there's no in the short run it's just giving some money to people so that so that they don't have to pay that much for the bill but not changing everything from yeah, scratch that's that's their main point yeah and also um like spain has already said that they will not step in and regulate the market because there's an an eu directive that says they cannot put a cap on prices yeah and another thing that the eu has defended about this model that we talked about how, how the price is set and things is the fact that it means that even if you're a small producer of solar energy at the end of the day you get the same price as a, one of these huge gas suppliers so that's one of the reasons why they say well this is this is actually promoting a transition to clean energy and and that's the best um way to ensure against price shocks in the future and you know we're talking now at a kind of general EU level, but actually prices in Spain are higher than the EU average, Gifrey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, a reason given by experts uh, is that, you know, uh, here we don't produce enough uh, renewable energy or in other countries they produce more, so therefore we pay 
uh, a little bit more. And during this crisis of, of prices, of electricity prices, uh, the CEO of Endesa, uh, the, one spent, of the main yeah, companies, in, companies yeah. in, in, in the sector, said that, well, prices are going up a little bit more than in other countries here because we use air cons a lot. That's air conditioners? Okay. Air conditioners, yeah. That's the reason he gave, which I mean, was somehow controversial. Like, it is hotter here than other European countries, but there are other countries such as Greece where in the summer everyone has the AC on and they don't spend, like, the, they don't have to pay as much for their electricity as we do. So it's not yeah. um, entirely factual. Absolutely. That's, that's what he said, basically. Okay. And as always, do check out catalannews.com for the latest on this ongoing issue. Time now for our Catalan phrase. What's it this week, Christina? I have a good one, but before I get into it, um, I'd like you to tell us how we say electricity in Catalan. Electricity in Catalan? Well, colloquially, it's normally... You know, which is light. not even colloquial. Well, uh, is oh, it yeah, officially yeah. called it? Like, yeah, is, I mean, do you use the word electricity? Electricity, electricity yeah. is the official, but never say. But, even the, like, but we'd never say, oh, the, 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 bill, the electricity <laughs> bill. No. We would say, the, which is like the light bill, which, the light bill. which sounds. F- I mean, every time I say lum, I think it's quite funny, actually. Yeah, is, that what you're, is that what you're going with this, Christina? Yeah, yeah. So this week we've got hasta uh, comunium. Está como un yum, to be like a light? Yeah, it means to be crazy. Oh, really? Lorcan, estás como un yum. Sorry, well, I, I had to pay. say it. <laughs> <laughs> After doing 50 episodes of filling the sink, I'm crazy. Como un yum. I'm, like a, I'm like a light. Uh, okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a new one for me. Está como un yum. And that's us for today. Thanks again to Ana Garcia, Maria Campuzano, and Mark Inbeek for talking to us this week. Thanks to both of you, Christina and Gifre. Thanks for yeah, having us. Pleasure. Thanks for listening. As I said, do check out the latest on this ongoing story on the Catalan News website, catalannews.com. For next week's episode of Filling the Sink, we want to hear from the international community in Catalonia. So if that's you, get in touch. Tell us what it was like moving to Catalonia. Culture shocks. Did, did you feel at home here? Yeah, I don't know. What were your neighbours like? People friendly? Were the foods weird? Anything at all. Uh, send a voice message to plus three four six seven one seven eight seven zero three one. I'll say that again. Plus three four six seven one seven eight seven zero three one telling us your name, where you're from, where you live now, and your experience. Until next week, from me, Lorcan Doherty, and all of us here at Catalan News, bye for now, adeo.